Welcome back to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur podcast. This is episode number 12, and I'm your host, Katherine Thompson. Thank you, as always, for tuning into this episode. But before we dive in, you know what's up. I want to give a big shout out to one of our listeners of the week. Acacia wrote, love this podcast so far. It's such a refreshing spin on Align Business Talk. I just love how Catherine encourages you to really feel into your path and your choice. Excited for more. Thank you so much, Acacia, for your kind and thoughtful words and for taking the time to leave a review. There is one thing I want people to walk away from or take away from this podcast is that they have a choice. They have a choice to choose their own path on their own terms, even if it feels scary, goes against the grain, or doesn't make sense to many. So thank you for recognizing that Acacia, because it tells me that I'm on the right path. I also love reading every review that comes in. So don't forget to leave one as it helps me know that my message is resonating with y'all, but it's also helping you. Plus, I love shouting you out each and every week. Now, I'm super excited for today's guest to share with you how to leverage the power of Instagram to organically attract clients without having to do all that cold DMing, using pushy or aggressive sales tactics, or trying somehow to trick the algorithm or understand what the algorithm even is all about. Amen to that, right? Well, I want you to welcome Morgan Gillis to the show because she's going to share with you how to leverage the power of Instagram to attract those clients. After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Hey, hey, so excited to have Morgan and Gillis on the show today to share with you guys all about Instagram, how to grow your following without using the algorithm or how to beat the algorithm. So I'm super stoked to have her on today. I'm going to turn it over to her so that she can share with you who she is and what her business is about. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Yeah. So my name is Morgan. And basically, like to put it really simply, like what my business is about is I help coaches use Instagram to sign consistent paying clients. Like that is what I do. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been in business for? Like, have you always helped coaches or? That's a good question. And I get really nervous when people ask me that because there's so much backstory to my story. Love it. (laughs) I've been in like the coaching world probably since I would say 2014, like started with CrossFit coaching and health coaching and eventually got into like habits coaching for entrepreneurs. And then I'd say it's in the last year and a half that I kind of moved more so into the business coaching space. And that was like kind of by accident. Yeah. But I've been doing specifically the Instagram thing since about around the time of when COVID happened, really. So about a year and a half. So cool. So cool. So why would you say this is important to you? Like, what is it about Instagram? What is it about helping coaches that this work is important to you? 
Yeah, I, I get so fired up about this question. So I have had so much backstory of like, essentially, for lack of better words, like I was essentially like a struggling coach for a very long time. And like, it gets me emotional, like every time I talk about it, but it's like, I really, you know, I kind of did what everyone told me to do, which is like, you know, especially when you go in like health coaching school, they're kind of like, hey, get certified get your certifications, which I had like three certifications and kind of did like everything they told me to do, like build a website and like build the lead magnets and, you know, have like the fancy photos and branded all the stuff. And I like built all that stuff. And I literally could not figure out how to get clients for the life of me. And I struggled for like a very long time. And for like three years of my life, my, my self-worth and my confidence, and, like all that stuff, like basically just took a huge beating because, you know, I was saying that I was building this business and it really wasn't working for the longest time. And I was like waiting tables to pay bills. And I just like, was basically like, what are you doing with your life? And how come you can't figure this out? And the moment that I like figured it out and it clicked on Instagram and I was like, Oh my God, like, this is how you do it. And it can actually be this easy. And I like, you know, had this story of going from like, I was making like a thousand dollars a month or something at the time. And I like had this crazy story where I just like manifested this 20K month using Instagram. And I was like, oh my God, we have to teach this. <laughs> we have to teach this to others. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And so appreciate you sharing like how this makes you emotional, right? In terms of like struggling for so long, because I know so many people in my space and a lot of the listeners listening to this podcast are struggling and they're struggling because they've tried to do the way that everybody tells them that they have to do it. And they do the branding and they build the website and they build the lead magnets, but they're just not attracting paying clients. And we all know that you have to have a profitable business and a sustainable business if it's gonna, if it's gonna work, right? And so I just appreciate your realness in sharing that of like how you struggled for so long and then figured something out. And that's why you're passionate about teaching other entrepreneurs how to really attract paying clients, which is what it's all about, and that it can be easy. It doesn't have to be super hard. So what do you think is then the most important thing that new entrepreneurs or struggling entrepreneurs need to know right now if they aren't seeing clients? Or what is the most important thing that they need to know? Yeah, so that is a great question. I feel like the most important thing that people need to focus on, which is also probably like one of the scariest things to focus is is lead gen right it's like getting leads and sales into your business and i think a lot of people spend you know way too much time in the build phase like building the website building the lead magnets building all this stuff and they literally haven't proven their offer they don't even know if people are interested and they you know they sometimes end up building in this direction and then later they like poke their head up kind of like you know a groundhog and they're just like oh nobody wanted this crap (laughs) you know Totally, totally. And again, I think that that's like one of the biggest struggles, you know, in the online space, but in the business space in general, as you mentioned, right, is like they spend so much time in that building phase without even testing it, like that proof of concept idea and seeing if this is something that people are even interested in. I love the idea of you talking about lead gen. So, what does that look like? Because I know that for a lot of people and a lot of listeners and business owners that I've chatted with, they actually think like the website and the branding and all of that is the thing that's going to help attract people into their business. So I would love to know, or if you could share with our listeners, what does lead gen activity look like? Because I understand the website's a great place to have like visibility and all of that, but that's not the thing driving leads into our business. So I would love for you to share with our listeners 
what a lead gen activity actually is. Totally. And can I go on a quick side tangent before that? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So you make a really good point about the website stuff, right? People just think that, and I, oh, I go so hard on this in my content. It's like, guys, the website is like not the thing you need to build in the beginning. But what people don't realize, so like, you know, you get into marketing and you realize like one of the most basic things is like TLC. So traffic turns into a lead, uh, turns into conversion or a sale, right? So TLC. Yeah. But like what people don't realize is like a website is it's not really the traffic piece. That's more so like where somebody would turn into a lead and maybe get on the phone with you and maybe they turn into a conversion, right? But what precedes that is you need traffic to go to the website. This is not like a just build it and they will come scenario. Like if you put a website on Google, nobody is going to go there unless you send them there, which means you need to have a way to like send traffic there. And so kind of like what I teach and what I'm really passionate about is... Instagram can actually become both, <laughs> you know, like it can actually become your lead source and your like conversion point, but there's also a lot of traffic already on there. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I love that you used the analogy of the build it and they will come. I always say that Kevin Costner in the field of dreams was, is like our, you know, I blame Hollywood for making us believe that if we just build it, they will come and, and that just putting a website up on the internet is going to get traffic, you still have to drive traffic there. And there are ways and methods of doing that. And so for Instagram, and you're totally right, I mean, there's, the traffic is already there, right? So that's an amazing source for people to be able to see what you do and see what you have to offer already. Totally, totally. You know, back to your question, like, what do I consider lead gen activities? Yeah. So for me, I'm like the Instagram girl, right? I teach a lot of Instagram stuff. And there's really only two things that I teach in my strategy <laughs> yeah. other than like the foundational things that go into doing those two activities. But I basically tell people, Hey, you should be spending about seven hours per week total on this stuff. And I say, spend about two hours per week doing your content. Cause that is like, that's lead gen, but it's you talking one to many, right? You're not talking with people. You're more so talking at them. But I say, spend about two hours per week on that. You know, let's say do like three or four posts a week. That's a lead gen activity. And then the other thing is literally, I'm so big on this is like build relationships. You have to talk to people like conversions happen in conversations. And the other thing I teach is like, Hey, spend about an hour a day, let's say Monday to Friday, five hours a week, talking to real humans, building relationships, building connections. And those are really the only two lead gen activities I teach. It's like content. Yes but also conversations. And I go way heavier on the conversations. And that's actually like a big mistake I see a lot of people making is they just get on this content hamster wheel and they think that like content is the end all be all, but they don't realize like they're not standing out when they do that. Like they're just kind of blending into this content noise and they're kind of missing the whole back end piece of their business. Like the front end looks really great. They look like they're killing it, but on the back end, they have no clients. Totally. I love how you give very sort of practical time, like spend seven hours doing this and two hours doing this, because I do think it'll really help the listeners, you know, understand, okay, what activities do I need to focus on? I always say like CEOs or leaders or founders in a business should really be focusing on the revenue generating activities, which I always say is about 5% within your business and the rest of the stuff like content creation and scheduling and emailing and all of that's like, it's great. It's so true that people just end up blending in that way, right? You're not really standing out in this sea of people. Plus, it's like that megaphone, I always say you're standing on this like soapbox, 
pushing content out. And like so many of my clients and audience say, and listeners of this podcast say like, I feel like I'm speaking into a void, Catherine, and I'm exhausted. And so do you feel like this is why people are exhausted because they are on that content hamster wheel with that idea that content is king or queen, however you want to phrase it? Oh my God, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like what ends up happening is people just become like burnt out creators essentially. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm doing the things, but they're not doing the right things. And the needle isn't moving. And there's only so long that you can go doing that before your mindset is just like, why am I doing this? Totally. And I know you had mentioned at the beginning how you had said, you know, your self-worth and like your confidence and all this started to like go down the tubes. And I feel like this is just my perspective. I owned a brick and mortar. I've recently sold it. I have my online business now. And I know for me, those are two very different worlds. Like the online world is such a different world, especially when you're building like a personal brand. My brick and mortar, I was selling wine. So it was very product based. I was kind of detached, like, you know, either want the wine or you don't want the wine is kind of, you know, my mind. But then when you have the service-based or the personal brand, there's so much attachment and like heart and soul that go into that. And so it's so easy when, yeah, you aren't seeing the sales in your business or you're not getting the results, the engagement, the likes, whatever it is that you're kind of after it. Yeah. Your self-worth, that confidence, do I suck? Like, why can't I make this work? Starts to really go down the tubes. And then you're doing, like I said, I hear from the collective, I feel that so many people are exhausted with Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it, social media in general. And then they're even more exhausted with the whole logarithm and being like, this doesn't work for me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you want to speak a bit about the logarithm? Because I feel like that's what everybody talks about is like, it's not working. They're not showing my content, people aren't seeing it. And so I know you talk about the relationship building and the connection building, which I think is so, so important part of marketing. And that's like you said, that's where conversions happen, where there's connection. So, yeah, totally. So like, really, we all go through that too, with like the Instagram algorithm and all that jazz of just like, you know, oh, I think my story views are cut in half or something. Yeah. Um, why are my likes cut in half or my engagement is down or nobody is seeing this. I swear Instagram is, you know, <laughs> like just not on my side. Like it hates me sort of thing. Yeah. And what I can say about that is when you actually spend the time having conversations with people, it's actually the biggest algorithm hack because what happens, let's say, you know, Sally is in your Instagram audience and you kind of notice like one of the things I say is like, pay attention to who's paying attention. You kind of notice that Sally you know, has been seeing some of your stories or she's been seeing, you know, some of your content or maybe she's liked some stuff or whatever. And then let's say that you're in a launch phase or you're looking for one-to-one clients and you intuitively like a ping goes off for you. Like, Hey, Sally could be like a very ideal client. What you can actually do is just, just by having conversations with people. Like if let's say you're in conversation with Sally in the DMS. Well, I don't like completely know the inner workings. Like Instagram algorithm changes like all the freaking time, right? But one thing that's for sure that I use every single launch that I do is when you are, you know, in the DMs having a conversation with somebody, the Instagram algorithm kind of looks at that like, oh, these guys have a relationship, right? Morgan and Sally, they have a relationship. And though I'm actually going to show Sally more of Morgan's content because like clearly they are having a conversation in the DMs. Clearly they're liking and commenting on each other's stuff and whatever, right? Yeah. So when you actually spend that time, like let's say that hour a day having conversations with those people that are ideal, you're now sort of hacking into the algorithm 
And the content that you are posting, it's so much more likely that that specific person is going to see it because Instagram is like, hey, they have a relationship. Like, you know, they want to keep Sally on the platform. Sally likes Morgan's content. They're in conversation. I'm going to show her more of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. And I love how you're breaking it down sort of in a very simplified way for people to see. So I do want to break off on that a little bit because I know a lot of my audience, a lot of the listeners, they're scared about creating that connection or DMing because they don't want to come off as like pushy or sleazy or salesy. And so do you have any sort of like advice on how to do it in a way that doesn't isn't sleazy or isn't salesy for people? Okay. So I say like the, the biggest piece of outreach and, you know, starting up a conversation, let's say in the DMs, or even if you're like sort of going fishing in a sense for like potential ideal clients and you're like trying to get them to follow you back. Yeah. Really the biggest thing is be a freaking human, like be <laughs> a freaking human. And what that means is you want to connect with people and people think that like relationships on the internet, for some reason, we just think that they're different. They're not different. If you went to a networking event, what would you do? You would start a conversation around some small talk, around some mutual interests, right? I give like the dating analogy. Yeah. If you're going out on a date, what are you looking for? You're looking for common interests. You're looking for common ground, right? You're not just going to go on this date and you know instantly be like, yeah, so do you want to marry me? right? Or yeah, so do you want to buy my stuff? Like that's not going to go over well. There will be no second date. Yeah. (laughs) So the key thing is literally just connect with people. And I say like the three C's for outreach, and this can apply to if you're, you know, sliding into maybe even a current person's DMs or you found somebody new that you think might be ideal. It's like the three C's of outreach is, you know, connect, you know, kind of come with a tone of curiosity and keep it conversational, right? So it's like connect with something that you resonate with. So when I connect with people, sometimes it's around angel numbers. I'm like big into angel numbers and manifesting and spirituality and all that stuff. Sometimes, yeah. you know, maybe someone else is into mountain biking and I comment to that. Maybe they've read the book Atomic Habits. And, you know, I also love that book and I can start a conversation. Maybe they're a health coach and I start a conversation like, hey, I went to IIN, like, where did you go? You're literally just connecting on something mutual and opening a conversation. And like, that's it. Yeah. I love that you share the whole dating analogy of like treating it basically like that, right? Is like you wouldn't sit down at a table. Well, maybe some people would. I don't know. But I know most people wouldn't sit down at a table and be like, hey, do you want to get married tomorrow? Or, you know, like, let's have kids kind of thing. So getting into that kind of common ground and connecting. And I think what's happened and and me having talked to a lot of my audience is they've been cold DM'd in a very impersonal way. And so they don't want to come across that way. So then they just don't put themselves out there, right? But that whole curiosity thing, I think is so beautiful, because if we can frame it that way, if we can reach out to people in a way of curiosity, and yes, they might be a potential lead, you don't maybe know that 100%. But if you go out there just trying to get to know them on exactly that some common ground or how you guys relate or connect that way is just so beautiful. And that it is the same. Like if you went to a networking event, it's the same online, right? I mean, we met in the DMs, basically. I hadn't really met you before. We connected via Instagram, which is so beautiful. And now you're on the podcast and I love it. So like, again, I've met amazing people across the world just on social media. So it is such a beautiful 
platform to connect, do business and all of that. So what do you feel like needs to be changed in the industry? Like, what do you see right now in the industry in the specifically with Instagram, Instagram marketing? What do you feel like needs to change? What do I feel like needs to change? I feel really that there needs to be a lot more focus, your ideal customer in a sense. Like I I do feel like a lot of people focus on they're kind of like a little bit focused more so on them and like their business being about them. But like your business really shouldn't be about you. Like it should be about the person that you're serving. And if you come from that mindset, like when you're connecting with people, when you are putting out content, like a lot of the problems just kind of seem to go away. Like when you can really tap into that service mindset, but I I feel like people get very hung up in like, I got to make these sales. I got to do this. I got to do that. But like, everything gets so much better when you come from that place of service because your content then it's, you know, a lot of people make the mistake. They're like posting what they, they, they feel like posting, but you're not posting what you feel like posting. You're not posting for you. You're posting for your ideal person. And even when you're in the DMS, like if your whole MO is, Hey, I just want to connect with cool humans and give value. And if that leads to clients, awesome, then you're talking to your people and you're showing up and serving them. And then ironically, everything gets better. You have more relationships, more potential people that are interested. Your content gets better because you're essentially, what is the DMs? It's market research. You're talking to your clients. You're getting to figure out exactly what they're struggling with, what their pain points are, what their desires are, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's like the biggest thing is is people are not focused enough on just like helping their person. Yeah. I so agree with that. And I love that you really focus on the service aspect of it because I think Yeah, I 100% agree with the whole idea. And I get it when business owners open a business, whether it's service, product-based, brick and mortar, whatever. I mean, the sales is the thing that they're after in order to like survive. And so they come from this, I say, survival mode or method or mindset where it's like, I need sales, I need clients. But the whole service piece of it gets left to the side or forgotten or... And it is very much about them going and getting clients, right? And we forget that there is a human on the other end of the DM or even face to face if you're doing a presentation on stage, right? And you're speaking to a live audience. I mean, we're all just humans at the end of the day. And if you have something of value to share and something that can truly help somebody else, why wouldn't you want to come from that place of service and connect with them? If they become your client, great. And if they don't, that's okay too, right? We all have a choice to make when it comes to who we work with as coaches and mentors. And so I always say there's no shame in people not wanting to work with you. It doesn't mean that what you do isn't good enough or or anything like that. It just means that they just might not resonate or align with you or align with what it is that you're teaching. And that's totally cool too. And I do love too that you talk about the market research and that the DMs really is about market research. I know I pivoted my business slightly after selling my brick and mortar And the idea was to work very intimately with one-to-one clients for the last year before I relaunched my program again, because I really wanted to get to know people on, on a much deeper level and get to know like, where are they really struggling, right? My group coaching programs did really well, but it was at a group level. And I got a lot of data from that as well, but I wanted to work very intimately. And so I think, again, that the DMs and connecting with people on social is just another way to learn learn about what what your audience wants. So do you have any recommendations for our listeners 
about how to make social media fun because I feel like a lot of people right now just are exhausted with it because it's not working for them in their business. And so how can they make Instagram fun? Yeah, totally. I think this actually ties back into like exactly what you just kind of riffed on is like, if you go into Instagram with the intention of, you know, I'm going to share my gifts, right? Like with your content and, and, and whatever, but also like your other intention is like, I'm just going to meet cool humans you have no idea where that will lead you. Like it led us to this podcast. It could lead you to people with lives. It could lead you to so much stuff. You have no idea. It can lead you like, I've met like best friends on Instagram. I've met people that I've dated on Instagram. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) And sometimes you just like, sometimes these, these people that you meet that like kind of turn into your friends, turn into clients. Right. But if you can kind of release the outcome a little bit and go into Instagram, be like, I'm just here to connect with cool humans you're going to get so much from that, right? I think the problem is we get so attached to this like one specific outcome that sales. And if we're not getting that, we're like, I'm not winning, I quit, whatever. But it's like, it's like that needy kind of energy, right? But if you can go into it with this more expansive, like I'm open to the possibilities kind of energy, you could get booked on a ton of podcasts, you know, you could get so much exposure. People will have you doing lives. You meet best friends, people that you run masterminds with. Like I have so many opportunities. You meet people that can like edit your videos or VAs or like all this kind of stuff. And it just becomes this like endless sea of possibilities. And I think if if they could look at it that way and not be so attached to like one specific outcome, the whole thing gets like so much more light and fun and like joyful. And the irony is when you feel that energy, you show up differently and people just kind of get magnetized to you. 100%. I can't agree with you more in terms of like, just in terms of shifting perspective, like it doesn't even have to be the activity itself, right? Like some people might say, well, I love reels, because it helps me bring out my personality. And so that's a fun thing I want to focus on. But just in terms of like the whole mindset, going into Instagram or social media, or anything really in your business, right? When we can come with that expansive mindset, where it's like, what is possible? Let's just make this fun. I always say, I want the universe just to surprise me, right? So I go in, I try to go into things and I'm human. So there's days where I get, you know, upset or frustrated with my business, or I'm like, what am I doing kind of thing? We all do. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to paint the picture that like, you know, we don't have these days either, because we, everybody does. But it's like, if we can go in with that expansive mindset and just say, like, let the universe surprise me, because really, you're right. I mean, there's so many opportunities on there. We might be so focused on getting the sale or getting the clients that we miss other opportunities like connecting with other business owners, being on podcasts, doing masterminds, collaborative opportunities, right? That can help grow your business. We might miss all of those opportunities because we're so focused on getting that sale and getting that client that all the other things we aren't available to receive. And our energy is so, so potent, right? And we become magnetic with the energy, as you mentioned, hence the Be the Sought After Entrepreneur podcast and what it's all about, really ditching the cookie cutter, one size fits all approaches, but also like being in the energy that allows you allows you to receive. So I know there's a lot about, there was the announcement that just happened with Instagram and the whole non-photo sharing platform now, and they're going video. And I've seen a lot of panic with business owners who have not been using video in their business for whatever reasons, whether they don't want to show up on video, 
it's too time consuming to create reels and stories and IGTVs and all of that. So what is your thoughts about that announcement? You know, I'm interested for us both to go on a little riff about this or like a back and forth because I mean, that was what, like a week ago or two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think so. Kind of made that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm a little thrown off by the algorithm right now. Like I'm a little like, I'm a little confused because like just my experience is I, I can see and I've talked to some people in the DMs where like post likes do seem to be down by a lot. Like let's say like 40% or something. Like I'm just kind of seeing that. I don't know. Are you experiencing any of that? 100%. Yeah. Like I've seen a drop in mine substantially as well, like cut in half almost. And same with reels. Like my reels were getting like over a K or 2K views. And now like the last one I posted didn't even get over like a thousand views, which is was weird to me because they were pushing the reels and videos. So I thought that those would get, yeah, more views. So yeah. And that's what's perplexing to me is I've watched like in the last... I don't know, in the maybe in the last like eight months or so, I've watched like story views go down by 50%. You know, yeah. like it, that's been a longer term play, but I've watched them slowly like kind of go down. They're kind of hanging out like in the last couple like month or so, they're hanging out where they used to be. But I've watched like post likes go to about half. And the reels is that's the most perplexing thing to me is I was like, all right, we're doing video. All right, great. I'm going to do more video. and But I'm like, my reels are getting like a third of the reach that they were getting. Yeah, I don't know, um, four months ago kind of thing. So I'm honestly really perplexed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder if it's just like the dust kind of shaking out or if the, the push, I mean, like, you never know with the algorithm. That's the other thing is like why I struggle with verbiage or messaging that's like how to beat the algorithm because nobody actually really knows like what it is, right? We're just kind of guessing in a lot of ways. We know, obviously, that Instagram and Facebook and social media, they want to show content to people that are engaging with your content, right? They put the right the content in front of those people. And so we get that. But in terms of how it actually works, and what the percentages is, and how it all breaks down, like nobody really knows that. But yeah, I've seen a decrease. And I'm just I, I'm curious, I guess maybe it is maybe the dust settling out. I don't know. But I, I saw somebody post a reel who was intimidated by reels and video in general. And and they posted, they're like, okay, I'm going to do this thing because Instagram announced this no photo sharing platform. And then she's like, I got like no views on my video. So it's discouraging, I think, for people that are now trying to like, play with it a little bit, but they aren't seeing, yeah, any better views than they would have with like an IGTV or something like that. So it is perplexing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, I think the biggest thing with that is, like you said, nobody knows the inner workings of all the metrics and the numbers and whatever. So the only way that I truly use and that works to like use the algorithm is the conversations that then show more content. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing around this is you really just need to watch like when you feel that negative emotion coming up because, you know, your reel got 700 views instead of 2,500. You really just need to like check yourself and be like, okay, what am I believing to be true about this? Like, is that really yeah. true? Okay, what's more true? And you you have to reframe that because I'm literally going through this right now. It's like, I'm in a launch phase and I'm like watching this stuff perform at what, like half of what I think it should be. Yeah. And I watch my mindset, like go down that lane. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah. The energy of leaving your mindset over there is what will wreck your launches. You know? 100%. And, it, and it's so easy to go down that 
path, right? Because we've lived with through what we expect, even from launch to launch. I remember I had a mentor tell me this once because I always compared the last launch to the launch before. And obviously you want to build off your launches, but I know I had two launches and then I had one that kind of dipped below like what had happened in the past. And he had said to me, he's like, you can't compare a lot. Like you can look at the data and try to grow, but he's like, things change. The environment changes, the market changes, right? So he's like, you can't get so hung up on what was happening in the last two launches. And if it doesn't go the same way or better, it's so easy to go down the path of like, oh my God, what happened or what's going on? Or is this going to work or all of that? And it's, yeah, you do have to do a bit of a check for sure. So yeah, it is a perplexing. I know I launched last year, March, I had a launch set for March, right when the world kind of shut down. And everyone's like, I can't believe you're still launching. Like, are people gonna buy and nobody knew what was going on. And it was honestly my one of my best launches. But that's because I literally put my blinders on. I was like, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to anybody else. <laughs> okay, I love that you said this. Yeah, I love that story. And you said put your blinders on. That's yeah. exactly what I did. Like ah, I, nice. that's how my Instagram course got created is like, I left this job as like a lead gen strategist in like, let's say February, 2020, right? Yeah, like yeah. this was what, like two months before COVID yeah. or a month before COVID or something. And then I left and I was already like not making that much money. I was kind of like, you know, whatever. Like it, it was like, it was not really like a very rational decision. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to build anyone else's business anymore. I'm taking the leap. And so I did it. And then like a month later, COVID happened. And I was like, oh my God, you totally messed up. You should never have done that. You, nobody, like at that time, the world was shut down. Like no one was going outside their house. Like nobody was spending money. Like the stock market was crashing, you know? And I remember deciding to myself, like, holy crap, Morgan, if you leave your mind over here, you are literally going to crash and burn. And I was like, okay. We're going to make the decision that this is going to be the best effing thing that ever happened to my business. And I literally like blocked everyone out, like would not listen, blinders on anyone who was telling me that it wouldn't work or it was a bad time or whatever. I literally just like wall, no space for that. Blinders on and one of the best launches, you know? So I I love that you said that. Yeah, it was crazy. I launched March and June and same, it was exactly that. It was like both really awesome launches. And yeah, just put the blinders on because it is easy to get pulled in. And especially because I think we're naturally our minds like want to protect us, right? We live sort of in that survival mode. And so doubt is going to pop up anyways. But then if you have other people around you that are putting any more doubt into your or even like, just the world in general went kind of crazy, obviously, right? Nobody knew what was going to happen. And you know, I, we so many emails coming out of like, you know, what to do and how to handle things in business. And it was like, I had to stop checking emails. I just had to stop being on social, just like blinders on, go on social for my business, but don't really listen to what everybody else, the panic, I guess, is I really felt the panic happening. And so, yeah, just put those blinders on and go with it because you just never know what is possible. And like you said, I mean, lots, you had your best launch. I had my best launch and I heard lots of people having like really kick-ass launches in that time frame. So it's easy to create something in our mind that isn't true. So yeah. So is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners about Instagram, growing your Instagram. I know you've touched on a lot about like really forming those connections and relationships, which I love and like the energy that you want to bring into it. But is there any like other kind of easy, quick steps that our listeners can take for growing their Instagram or making those connections? 
Yeah, something that we didn't really talk about because we kind of talked a little bit about content stuff, a little bit about, you know, outreach and that mindset. But the thing that I want to say about like Instagram is when I first started like doing some social media management stuff with Instagram, that was like 2014. Back then you could do like hashtags and you would get, you know, so like you post one post with hashtags and you'd get so many followers, right? Yeah. And that just like doesn't really exist on Instagram anymore. Like people get really stressed about the algorithm and hashtags and all these like, you know, little like tactics and stuff. And that's not really like truly the stuff that's going to move the needle for you. And like the days of just getting so many followers, like so quickly and getting to like 10K followers and, you know, like it just, those are kind of gone right now. Like we're just not in that space anymore. So, but the thing is, you never really needed that stuff in the first place, right? 10K followers, 20K followers, all that kind of stuff that's not really the thing that you should be after. What you're after is those targeted followers, right? Like I've helped people add just like, like 50 targeted followers and they're signing these high ticket clients, right? Cause they have the right people. Yeah. And so I would say biggest thing is relying on the algorithm or like waiting for your content to go viral on Instagram in 2021 is just like not a great strategy. You know, it's like waiting for, it's waiting it's like waiting to win the lottery to pay your rent. Like, it's just like, what, you know? Yeah. So kind of take things into your own hands. And the question that you should be asking yourself is, okay, who is my ideal client, right? Who is this person? What do they look like? Okay, where would they be hanging out on Instagram? Who would they be following? What, you know, maybe that's like a different business coach or who knows what it is. Maybe it's, um, they're following Mel Robbins or is it Mel? Is it, it's that her name? Mel Robbins, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it is. I was like, am I confusing this with Tony Robbins? Yeah, Mel Robbins, Gabby Bernstein or something like that. If you know that like, let's say your ideal client is into, you know, spirituality or maybe they're following the hashtag law of attraction or something like that figure out where those people are that are your ideal client that you probably have some common ground with, right? Like let's say you're a manifestation coach. All right. Who's following the hashtag law of attraction, right? You have like a common ground with them. Those are the people that you want to go start relationships with. And just to connect, who knows where it goes? It could go nowhere, but you're reverse engineering that they have a very high probability of being an ideal client. And if you go to those places and you start relationships conversations with them that now you're kind of growing your account with more targeted followers because like waiting for hashtags and algorithm stuff to bring you people it's just not really gonna happen these days and also you have no idea if those people are ideal totally i love that you brought up the targeted customers because it's one thing like i preach so hard on like forgetting these vanity metrics, right? Getting to the 10K, 20K, you know, it's really is about the targeted people and finding the like most aligned and right people for your business. And so I know there's lots of like niching down exercises out there and and all of that. Like, can we elaborate on like what a targeted customer actually looks like? Because I think people get confused with, they do the niching down exercise, like this high level sort of view and then they don't really know how to like target specifically. And you you did touch on it a bit, like the law of attraction hashtag, but like, let's take it one step further for our listeners of like, so how do we find these targeted people on Instagram? Totally. So maybe I can give you like an example. Yeah. I'll put it this way. At first, it's like a combination of like somebody's title and what they do in like an interest-based thing. But there's also yeah. this other second layered element, which is like the person's vibe. So 
when I was first doing outreach, what like right after I left my job with the lead gen thing and just got into like, was just transitioning into the Instagram stuff. Yeah. The person's account that I was doing, would they know Marie Forleo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Marie, right? I like Marie as a human. Like I like her vibe. I like what she puts out and she's an entrepreneur. And at the time I was into habits coaching for entrepreneurs. And so I said, okay, where are my people hanging out? And I was like, well, I vibe with Marie Forleo. And if I vibe with her, her followers that vibe with her, we're probably going to have this like mutual vibe. Like we're all on the same energetic page. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, that would be good. And she was talking to entrepreneurs and I was targeting entrepreneurs specifically. So I was like, perfect. And I didn't know who at this point, like now I've niched down to coaches before I had no idea. Like I was just like, I just know that I'm looking for entrepreneurs. And so I did my outreach, let's say on Marie Forleo's account. Now I've gotten more clarity just, just through the conversations, right? Through the DMs, through the market research, through talking to people, you know, building the connections. Now I'm like, oh, I really love working with coaches. I'm best suited to work with coaches. My backstory aligns with coaches. And so I niche down. And now I go to other people that are speaking, like other Instagram pages that are speaking to coaches, right? If I can find a somebody, let's say a, a business coach, they're speaking to coaches and they also like angel numbers and they also surf. I'm like, oh, these are my people. And so I go there and outreach. And when you do, you have mutual connection come and go around with those people. So it's like, I almost kind of skip the whole niche thing in a sense. And I'm just like, find somebody who's generally like in that direction and who has the right vibe and go there. And by just talking to the people, you're going to find out quickly actually what your niche is. It's almost like a way of skipping the niche worksheets. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I love that you say skipping the niche worksheets because I know again so many entrepreneurs and people have come into my space who've like spent months years doing like everybody's niche like exercise they've downloaded some freebie that's getting them to do it and they can't figure out (laughs) who their people are and I love that you share about vibe because I know who I work with people that I work with or hire as my coaches and mentors it's people that I've vibed with before I ever like, I loved what they taught and that like the concept of what they were teaching, but it was like exactly that. I loved their vibe and how they showed up online. That was like, okay, I could work with this person. I resonate with this person. And that is, I think so important, right? Because again, not every coach is for every person on the planet. And in order to get the best results, I believe is like, there has to be that really great relationship between coach and the person that's wanting the help, right? And if you don't vibe with your coach, you're going to have a hard time, yeah, like implementing or doing the work or any of those sorts of things they are just not going to get the best out of you. And it's nothing against the coach. It's just like, you probably don't vibe with them or resonate with them. So totally. Yeah. Love, love that you, you, yeah, like share that versus like, yeah, download a niching exercise sheet and like fill out like interest, right? Is like, yeah, exactly. Who do you vibe with on the internet and like the content? And a lot of times, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you're doing things right in some ways, when people comment saying like, I love what you do, or I love what you're about, right? You know, that the work that you're putting out there is resonating with people. I want to talk a little bit about like authenticity, because I feel like, yeah, I feel like this goes hand in hand with why it's so important to be authentic and to like really 
share and speak your truth and not really emulating what is all being said out in the in the world because and saying it with your own like personal flair and vibe because it helps you attract the most aligned clients. So what are your thoughts on like authenticity and being authentic in the Instagram space? Oh, this is so it's like such a juicy question. I know. I, it's like my whole MO is like just and it's like also like kind of like a weird buzzword that's maybe it's like misconstrued sometimes, but yeah. authenticity is like the game, you know? Like I don't even mean that in like a weird, like gamified way, but it's just like it's that's that's it. That's the whole thing. It's like you being authentically you. And when you can show up like that, like people get so attracted to it. There's like three common reasons that people buy from me because I survey them when they like buy I'm like hey why did you buy this course some people literally just say like it was your energy or it was your vibe like yeah. it was like some people that didn't even want like there's people that weren't even coaches and they bought my course and I'm like why did you buy my course like, I just you're a vibe you know like it's, yeah. it's partially like your energy part of it was like that you're just authentic and genuine like right now is people there's just so much facade there's so much like I don't know if I can trust you. Like people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And when you show up as you, it's, you know, it's back to the dating analogy. Yeah. Like if you go on a date and you're putting on this facade and this person likes, even if they are like that facade, what's going to happen a month or two down the line, you're going to be the real you. And that relationship is literally going to fall apart because it was never based on anything real. Right. Totally. But when you show up like actually as the true you, like number one, that's magnetic. And number two, people are like, oh, they're not putting on a show. They're actually a real human. Like I can trust this person. Oh, I I like the quirkiness of this person, you know? Yeah. And that's something that really and truly like does attract people to you. And it's scary. It's the scariest thing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there like that and show the true you because you're like, well, if if nobody, if you think if no one likes that, then like, what does that mean about me? <laughs> you know? Totally, um, totally. But you can't have what you want unless you walk through that vulnerable space, you know? Yeah, the authenticity is definitely a buzzword. And I love that you share again, the dating analogy of like, yeah, what happens in a month from now when you show who you truly are? How's that relationship going to be, right? It's not going to be sustainable. It's probably not going to thrive. And yeah, I mean, it is so freaking scary. I know when I first stepped into the online space, I had been selling product base, right? So I was very detached and it felt very easy for me to sell a product. And then I stepped in the online space and it was like, I felt muted in a way. And I'm not a muted person. Like I can talk with the best of them. I've got the gift of the gab, as I always say. And it was like, I never felt connected with my content because I was putting on a bit, not deliberately a facade, but I was scared to like really show who I was. And then I did a total transition about a year ago. And like, as soon as I did, people were like, I'm here for this. Like, this is the Catherine that like, they know me personally on an intimate level, but it wasn't what was being showed on Instagram. And I love your feed because it's like, I can so see your personality and everything that you put out on Instagram. So it's just, yeah. And, and again, it really does help you attract the people that are meant to be in your space and the people that are going to be really aligned with you. And that really just makes for really good working relationships, I think. So totally. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. What was that shift for you? Yeah, the shift for me, I was so exhausted. I think I was really exhausted with like just putting out content that just never felt like 
my like truth. Right. So it was like living your like not living your truth in a lot of ways. And for me, it was like I was tired of not saying what I wanted to say and speak what I wanted to say. And I think I needed to like ease into the online space for sure. I needed that to be my journey. And I needed to get like some negative comments and like some trolls. Like I needed to deal with that in like more of a slower, maybe not as an accelerated pace. And then I just got tired of it. And I just was like, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I think the other big one was, is that I had, like, I kind of came into the space in 2018 and did this as a side hustle alongside my brick and mortar. And so I was kind of very similar to your stories. Like I was listening to all the things that people were telling me I should do. And I was trying all these things and nothing was really working. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like, I don't get it. It's not working. And then it was like a lot of like, inner work and soul work of like, okay, Catherine, but you're not really showing people who you are and your personality, right? Like the vibe of your personality, you're not really showing that. And so that was kind of the big shift. I think it probably happened over about six months, but I was more so just tired of not speaking my truth. So yeah. Did you find the same kind of happened with you when you went into the online space or were you kind of just like pretty grounded with what you were doing and knew like, this is what I'm going to do? I think I've always kind of had that in a sense of like, I think I've been fairly heart centered, you know, and fairly like, I probably got like my foundation for this, like back in like 2015, reading like Brene Brown or something like the power of vulnerability. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that gets misconstrued too. But for me, it's like a lot of storytelling in a sense and being very like candid and real of like some of the struggles and stuff like that, but not, not like just showing up and saying like, Hey, this is a struggle that I'm in. And like, I don't have like a way out, but like, sharing that vulnerable side but also having it be like an empowering story if that makes sense 100 percent, yeah i love brenny brown and all the stuff that she puts out there and i think yeah the other big one was is that i had opened a brick and mortar and it wasn't in alignment with me and i kind of knew that pretty early on after opening it but stayed in it for four years so i think i was in this like weird space of like knowing I was totally out of alignment and not living my truth in any sense of the word. And so I think it was like, yeah, I was needed to ease into that online space of really kind of flexing my muscle, as I call it, to really kind of show up and speak my truth. And then yeah, when I made that shift, it was crazy. And then I've had like, the best launches, right. And that's like the thing I think I want our listeners to take away in a lot of ways is like that, when you are true to yourself and showing up in an authentic way, like magic starts to happen, right? And that ease and flow starts to happen because it doesn't feel as like forced. I always felt like my content was forced before I just, yeah, kind of stepped into who I was. So yeah. You know what? This is really funny, but this is going to go back to the relationship thing. My my mom would always tell me like, if you have to force anything in a relationship, get out. <laughs> so, right? Like the same thing. It's so true. And it is like, I think, again, my brick and mortar, right? It was very forced from like the very beginning, we had set of partners, and it always felt forced and hard. And I'm just like, I have tremendous willpower. So I can hold on to things way longer than I should. And it was like, yeah, it just that whole force feeling. And that's why I think like, Instagram can be totally fun and content creation can be fun. It's when it's not fun. It's like diving a little bit deeper of why this activity isn't fun. Like, what is it about it that isn't fun? Is it, are you forcing things, right? I know you talked a bit about content and like, sort of like the winging it, right? Is like people putting content out into the world of of what they want and kind of, you know, 
deciding maybe that day, like what to post. So any kind of thoughts around like how to sort of make your content even cohesive, right? Like what is it? What do people have to do? Obviously, they have to get to know their clients, but like any other sort of tips for them around Instagram content and how to sort of make that cohesive? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I'm, I sound like a broken record. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> One of the biggest things that's going to help you for your content is having a freaking pulse on who the heck your content is speaking to, awesome. which means... You need to be in the DMs. You need to be talking to real humans, you know? Yeah. That's part of it. But like, I would say in terms of making your your message cohesive, you know, it's like something that I work through with clients is like a like a, like a, a, a sort of a messaging framework, right? Yeah. And this is not going to be like, this is friggin' messy, okay? This is not going to be crystal clear when you first start. I can't give you like, you take this magic pill and it's all going to be like amazing. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to test and learn and test and learn and break things and whatever, like by talking to people, you know, making offers, whatever. But you do want to have a framework of what the heck are you talking about on Instagram? Because you do want to be specific. Like for me, it's teaching coaches how to generate leads. And so you do want to have some sort of messaging framework. Like what is the transformation you are trying to offer people, right? Like who are you speaking to? What is the transformation that you're trying to offer people? So let's say for me, it's like consistent five or 10K months, right? Like that's what I help people with. Okay, like what's the vehicle to get there? I, you know, like an Instagram lead gen strategy, right? Okay, what's the worst case scenario sort of thing for your ideal client? For me, it's like, you know, maybe they just give up and quit and they go get a go back to get a quote real job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, knowing that is like, that is the thing that like should be piecing all of your content together. Because at the end of the day, you are a business owner you know, and you are selling something that helps people, but you have to be clear on the content that you're putting out. How does it relate to helping your ideal client solve their problem with what you offer? So having some clarity on like, Hey, what's the transformation? How do they get the transformation? And like, what's the worst case scenario if they don't solve the problem? That's some stuff. But like, other than that, like your content should be based on, you know, what are some of the limiting beliefs that maybe your ideal client has around, you know, whatever they're doing? How do you find those limiting beliefs? You talk to humans, you know, yeah. what are the things that they are struggling with? Again, you talk to humans, right? Because what are you at the end of the day? Like you are a professional problem solver. That is the only reason people will pay you is because you can solve their problems. And so you do need to like, you want some of your content to maybe shift some of their beliefs. You want some of your content to be educational and like help them solve some of the problems. Some of your content can just be like, you know, and this is a great piece for content is like storytelling, infuse your story into some of the stuff that you're helping people with, right? Because part of why people will buy from you is because they see themselves in you. They're like, oh, well, she did this and she has a similar story. I see myself in that. Maybe I can do that too. So like, there's a bunch of different elements for content, but like that's some of the messaging stuff is, you know, knowing what they want, knowing what the worst case scenario is, helping to move some of those shift, those limiting beliefs and things that are keeping them stuck giving them some value, infusing your story. There's a lot of different elements, but hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, it totally is. And I I mean, yes, there is a lot of different elements. And I love that you share that because I think a lot of the listeners and business owners 
we put so much effort into creating content. And so when we don't see the results we want, we get exhausted. And I just, I love that you said that it's like a messy process of testing, right? That like not every post that you put out there um, might get the engagement or the likes or whatever. And there's lots of things you can't control, like we talked about today with the algorithm, you know, cutting things in half for some where nobody really knows why, why views are down or that sort of thing. We don't know what's going on. We're kind of perplexed by it. And so I think that also adds to like, I say that the fun of things is like, make it one big experiment of like, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And if things don't within that sort of framework, right. And if things don't work or that post doesn't work or that topic didn't really resonate with my people, like getting curious about, okay, well, why didn't it work? And how can I make it better? Right? I think that's where we, a lot of times we shut down as content creators. It's like, it didn't work. Oh man, I'm scrapping it, or I'm just throwing it out. But there's so much learning that can come from like that one post that didn't like work or as a collective, right? Like, you know, a month worth of content, or two months worth of content, like why didn't things work? What can I try to like glean from this? <laughs> and I think that's a huge piece is like, you know, test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. And failure, failure is data. Like failure yeah. is literally data. You are collecting data with everything that you do, which is great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that a lot. I love that a lot. Yeah. Well, it's been so much fun, like chatting with you and connecting with you over the podcast. I know this is going to be a juicy one for our listeners because I get so many people in my sphere asking me about Instagram and I am not the Instagram expert. So it's been great to have you on so that they can learn from you. I always end my podcast with this question. What is your definition of success? Oh, I love this one too. My definition of success is being in the arena. Have you ever heard, oh, what is it? The man in the arena quote, but I think it's like Roosevelt. No, I don't think so. I might have. I'll butcher it. It's like a really long quote, but basically it's just like, I would rather be in the arena, get, you know, getting my face smashed in for something that I care about and a journey that I want to be on than I would to be sitting on the sidelines and not being in the arena. And so it's very like, that is the thing that means success to me is when you're in the arena. So like, let's say we apply that to content, right? I am happy when I'm doing things that I think I should be doing. I'm posting the content I'm testing. I'm less concerned about the outcome and the result of that, but I'm more concerned with like, I'm taking the actions, I'm doing the stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. And such a great way to end. And I love hearing everybody's definition of success. I'm on a bit of a mission with this podcast, but with everything that I do is like redefining the definition of success. Cause I think, you know, traditionally it's around like financial numbers and financial success, which yeah, you know, building a successful business financially is, is great. But I think that there's far more deeper reasons for why people strive for what they strive for. And just having that love for what you're doing and being in the arena, doing the thing that you love, regardless of like the shots that, you know, you might get to the face or (laughs) punches you get to the gut or whatever it is, right. It's like that. It's so worth it. The journey itself is, is worth it. So yes. So awesome. Well, it's been, like I said, such a pleasure to have you on and to connect with you and chat with you. So where can our listeners find you? Well, you can definitely find me on Instagram. My handle is very easy. It's I am Morgan Gillis. So that's one place. Is it okay if I 
give them a free resource as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And we will link all of this up in the show notes as well. Cool. So like one of the things that we talked about was like that, that we talked about this, like in the beginning was, uh, you know, that Instagram can actually like be set up as your website. Yeah. So something that I just created like last week, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but I created, I actually like created this mini course, which is like the first module of my Instagram course. And it like teaches people how to set their Instagram account up like a website. So how to basically turn their profile photo into their logo, how to turn their bio into their business card, and then how to set up like their story highlights to where it's almost like the tabs of their website. Brilliant. Yeah. So it's basically like, hey, instead of going and building a website, let me teach you how to turn your Instagram account into your website so that you can attract clients instead of trying to send them somewhere else. Love it. Yeah. So if they're interested in that, it's literally like, here's module one for free of my course. I can give you the link for that too. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll definitely link that up in the show notes. Cause I do know, yeah, again, lots of people spend a lot of time building their website and again, nothing wrong with that. Websites are great. So I don't want to tell you that they're not, but I think like Morgan's saying, we can, you can definitely turn your Instagram into a website and that yeah, just helps with more lead generation into your business. So Again, it's been such a pleasure to have you. I cannot wait for this to release at the end of August. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Eek, that was such a good chat. I think it's worth listening to a second, maybe even a third time if you need to. I just know I've been hearing again from so many of my clients, my audience and my community, how tired they are with social media tired with the changes that happen with the algorithm, tired with how platforms come out and announce, you know, that they're going video instead of photo like Instagram recently did. And so I just think that Morgan shared such a great perspective on how to leverage the power of Instagram to really grow your audience, your community, and attract those clients. So She's also shared a free mini course, Set Up Your IG Sales Funnel, which is also linked up in the show notes. So please, please, please be sure to download that, get access to that because it is the bomb. Now, we're all just getting warmed up. As I said, this is episode number 12. And well over a month and a half ago, we launched this entire podcast to the world. And I am just getting warmed up. My promise to you is to bring on experts that can help you be the sought after entrepreneur And we are doing just that in our next episode. On episode number 13, we will welcome Ken Westgard to talk about launching. He's a launch strategist and the host of the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. And he's on a mission to lead a movement of coaches and course creators who are still working a nine to five to become a six-figure launchers that they've always dreamed of. He's had guests like James Wedmore, Jasmine Starr, and so many other top online experts on his podcast. So be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss this episode when it drops next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.